Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 237. This time I don't have a whole lot to talk about. I've been playing the new Elder Scrolls Online Orsinium content, and that has been super fun. But even though I got into a beta, it's a game I don't really care for, so I haven't checked it out yet. It might even be closed. I think it was a special sort of stress test weekend only kind of thing. And I have not gotten into the Blizzard Overwatch beta yet, so I don't have that to talk about. And I have had sort of yet another cold lately, so I'm really congested and kind of very sort of dazed and sleepy and out of it. So I probably won't talk for too long, but hopefully you'll enjoy the show. So the new Orsinium content is out for Elder Scrolls Online. If you are into that, you will definitely want to check it out. It is free for what they call ESO Plus members, which is you pay for the subscription. That will always get you access to all of the downloadable content. If you are not, it's about 30 bucks because you have to spend 3,000 crowns, which is basically two months membership. If you get a membership, you get 1,500 crowns plus some extra stuff, so it's two months worth of membership time. So if you have the money and you have the time, I would recommend getting it that way. Subscribe for two months. You get it instantly because you're a subscriber, and then, you know, at the end of that two months, you buy it with the crowns that you got from your membership. That's really the best way to go, I think. If you're not really crafter and you're pretty much near or at max level, there's really no difference between subscribing and just buying the crowns outright because the bonuses are for leveling speed and crafting stuff so if you're not doing that or don't need it then there's not much point in getting the subscription over just the crowns for that it is pve content and it is set at what they're calling veteran rank 16 so that's the highest level content and so far that is the only pve zone that is targeted at that level As I think I mentioned before, if you go into a dungeon, you can scale it to whatever level the leader is at. So you could sort of force the dungeon content to be VR, you know, 15 and 16. But this is the first actual content in terms of, you know, the zone and the quests and all that that is targeted at that. The interesting thing is that they're doing something I've heard a few people in chat reference as battle leveling, which is people who are not VR think they said 15 or 16, will sort of be pulled up to that level when they come in the zone. So it's rare to see somebody who isn't, you know, at least in the veteran ranks. But I did see somebody yesterday who was running around who was actually just flat level 14. So they were really, really, really early in the content. Even at 15 is when you unlock your second sort of hotkey bar slash roll set. So they hadn't even got to that point yet. So it's pretty cool to see somebody 
you know, who was a lower level and didn't have a high level yet, checking out the new content and being in the new area. The story revolves around this sort of crazy orc leader who wants to unite all the clans. I guess he's not that crazy for an orc. But you're following sort of the story of him and what's going on in the zone. And there are a few NPC people from previous zones who you've met in various questing lines. And they're still doing their thing. Like a couple of people I met were sort of adventure explorers. They were going around looking in various Dwemer ruins. And I found them in another Dwemer ruin here. So a few of the older NPCs do make appearances who aren't, you know, part of that main big story. They just happen to be, you know, in the zone doing their thing. So that's pretty cool to see. Graphically, this is pretty much on par with the rest of the game. Maybe a little bit shinier in terms of, you know, how it looks and sort of the polish on the various critter skins. There are some new critters. I did see some NPCs doing a couple of cool new moves, which is always cool to see. I am curious why they haven't released more than the four base classes, though. It's been over a year, and I guess that is kind of a short period of time. But it still does strike me a little bit odd that some of the sort of core classes of these kind of games are missing. Like, there's typically some kind of ranger class who has, you know, sort of natural beast-type pets. There isn't one of those in the game, yet there are NPCs who will summon beasts of various types. Like some will summon a wolf or some will summon a kind of bear. So there is sort of a ranger class sort of in the game with NPCs. So I find that odd that there isn't one in the game for players. I guess they figure most of the other classes are flexible enough. You can sort of bend them to many of the archetypes people are used to. But the zone itself is pretty much standard issue. It does seem pretty epic. There's a lot of really, really tall waterfalls that are really beautiful. There's some mountains that are very cool looking, sort of sheer cliffs. If you step the wrong way, you'll kind of fall off them. But, you know, if you're adventuring around sort of the bottom and you look up, it's like, whoa, that is so tall. I haven't gotten very far into it yet. I have played for probably 10 or 12 hours, but some of that time wasn't in the new zone. Some of it was doing, you know, regular daily adventure stuff. So I haven't gotten all that far into the new zone. They say there's 20 hours worth of play, so... Maybe I'm like a third or half the way through. I'm not sure yet. But I do really like the stories. I do really like sort of the the feel of the new zone. I've always been an adventurer and explorer above, you know, fighting. Though I do love fighting and if I stand still too long, I do get kind of bored. But I love to hear the stories. I always, you know, listen to the NPC voice work because that's pretty cool. I don't, I don't like reading. So that could be part of it too. But it's cool to hear the stories and see what's going on in the zone with the people and the story of the zone itself. And you always do get some history if you pay attention to some of the deeper quests they have. You'll get to see some of the history of what's going on. Like one big quest I just finished that unlocked sort of a, a special forge. It's sort of a story about one orc's clan and how her clan was really powerful. And then they kind of lost power to their enemies and they got dwindled down to almost nothing. But they were still alive and they won. But through this story, you know, you discover why they got so powerful and why they sort of fell. And very minor spoiler, I won't do the big spoiler, but they kind of fell on purpose. They sort of stopped themselves from doing what they were doing. And so that was a a pretty cool story. 
So I do love hearing all the stories in the new zone. It is definitely something to pick up if you are into PvE. And if you're a crafter, it's kind of a requirement. One of the cool things they've done is the crafting nodes that do appear. They're not shared. So anybody who comes along and grabs them, you know, it will disappear and nobody else can grab them. They do respawn pretty quickly, so it's not usually too terrible of an issue. But, you know, people looking for the same materials, you know, if there's a lot of people around, you'll get all the nodes used up. But the interesting thing they've done with it is that it levels to whatever your level in the crafting is. So you won't automatically get the highest level resources if you have, like, no points in the skill, which is what you can do in the rest of the game. So I think that's a pretty cool sort of indirect incentive to keep people from, you know, farming out the nodes if they're not going to get something, you know, that's really useful to them. Like, I've never gotten resource nodes for alchemy because I just don't care about it. But I mean, you know, this whole time I could have been farming them and getting all the ingredients and just putting them in the bank or selling them. But I don't do that. I actually believe that if a game is going to do this, it either needs to have all the resource nodes shared so multiple people can pick up the node, or it should do something like you only see the resources for stuff you're leveling, and if you haven't leveled it to, you know, the the level of that resource node, you won't even see it. You know, something like that, I think, would really prevent the, the farming of nodes, you know, just for selling. I do get, you know, getting stuff for your friends if they're in the guild or something, you know, sort of farming that up and banking it, and then your guild people use it. That's that's cool, I guess, but for people like me who are, you know, solo and we're just getting what we ourselves use, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about that because, you know, if I were to start selling my stuff, I would need more resources. So I definitely should be able to get them from somewhere. Otherwise, I'd run out. So I don't know. I guess I have more mixed feelings on it than I thought, but I definitely don't like people who just farm up the resources and take them away from people who actually need them. So I guess kind of just general rambling. But the zone is really great. I love it very much. I've spent all my time there since it came out. I will probably spend most of my time there in the future, getting all the resources and fighting all the things that are the highest level. And if you are into PvE, it is a definite must, and there's really no reason to get Imperial City anymore if, you know, you have the choice between one or the other, and you are just pretty much a PvE player entirely. There's no reason to get Imperial City anymore, because that's got a bunch of PvP potential, or, you know, on the weekends when there's a lot of people there, it's pretty much almost entirely PvP, whether you want it to be or not. But you get way, way, way more resources in the new zone, and stuff drops of the highest level, so you've got stuff dropping all the time that you can take apart and use, whereas in Imperial City, you don't really, hardly anything drops in Imperial City by comparison. So it's just way better. Plus, there are harvestable nodes, so, you know, you harvest the node, harvest the node, harvest the node, and then you can refine it into the materials you need. But I guess that's all sort of the unwritten unstructured rambling I have for the new content. I love it quite a bit. And somebody sent a donation to me to pay for the other half of it. So that is super awesome. I will be able to enjoy that forever. From the newsroom. 
So news is the shortest ever. <laughs> there probably won't be any news after this for a while. Fallout 4 is due out next week. And that's it for the news. Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. Ha ha ha. The following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. We do be thanking Sean R for the donation and the unknown booties. Three cheers for donations and booties. Hip hip. Arr. Hip hip. Arr. Hip hip. So that's it for this week's podcast. Like I said, I've been feeling a little sick lately. Sort of congested and some coughing. So that's not great. It's gotten super, super cold lately, so maybe that's part of it. And there's the time change too, so that's always a little weird. So maybe all of that has just thrown my body off a bit. Yesterday I was at a super low point when I posted Epic Fail. I had pretty much run out of money and... Didn't really have any money for food because that ran out a day or two ago. So I just had like one or two little small cheap soups and that was it. But I did get a donation of monies with a little bit marked for getting Arsenium. So that is super, super awesome. He also sent me some stuff. I don't know what the stuff is. Uh, I will get it either tonight for me or the next day after I record this. So, um, maybe I'll talk about that next time. So, I am feeling much better after getting the donations, because now the money did transfer into my bank already. So, I do have, you know, money to get regular amounts of food, so that's super good. And a little bit extra for gas, and if my phone runs out. Because I'm still getting, like, a lot of messages and crap, so... I have almost burnt through my entire month's amount already so if that keeps going that's going to burn into the rest of the money i have in there paid 10 bucks up front and it's three bucks a month for the base amount so there's a little bit of cushion in there hopefully those messages and stuff will stop very soon because i told pretty much both of the sources that they come from to stop doing that but i guess that's it for this time hopefully everybody had a good Halloween time weekend, and hopefully I'll have something cool to talk about next time. And hopefully I'll see everybody then. Okay, thanks, bye. I would recommend getting it that way. Subscribe for two months. 
you get it instantly because you're... One of the cool things they've done is the crafting nodes that do appear, they're not shared. So anybody who comes along and grabs them, you know, it will disappear and nobody else can grab them. So there's a little bit of cushion in there. Hopefully that'll... You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number 1 in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2015 by Eric Stryker, a.k.a. Rabbit.